0: Three, two, one, and blast off, man. I got um, almost all of them to come off at the exact same time. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions and ages. My name is Tony Visick, and the show is called Living on a Thin Line. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Well, six days a week. We're off on Saturday. Six days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are. Your daily distraction with all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, the show comes to you on three platforms Comedy Schools Radio Network.com, uh, YouTube Comedy Schools, and right here on a Facebook Alive. Um, and the show is built around three things your questions and comments as you leave them on one of the aforementioned uh, social media sites. And I read them and then I answer back at you if I can, if I can, if it's in my par. We uh, share some periodical, autograph, knickknack, doodad, bobblehead, statue, memento, curiosity that is uh, sitting right here in the home office. Something just sitting right around by us right here, and then we uh, weave a story around it, and we recommend one to two artists, our piece of music based off of our vast vinyl album and CD collection. I'm joined in the room today by, uh, as uh, always, uh, the person who actually makes it possible for all this to go out to people. Um, because uh, without her, I'd still be using a rotary phone. Uh, Shirley Lowe Visic, who happens to be the producer. And, of course, in the room is uh, uh, the uh, Visick Zoo, that now consists of Roscoe the dog, Chica the dog, and Ray, the wonder cat. And, of course, my sometimes co-host, Sullivan Ramirez. The all, of all of He's the keeper of all of them. Would you like to show people Ray today? Do you want to do that now? Yes. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Okay, all right. I know, he's wrestling with you a little bit. He's a little feisty today. Both of them are a little feisty today. So, um, for those of you who keep tabs, here is uh, my uh, grandson, Sullivan. Put your face in the camera there, son. Say, hi, Sullivan. What do you say? Hi, Sullivan. Hi, Sullivan. And, of course, right there on my shoulder is uh, Ray the Wonder Cat, who somehow has decided that perching on my uh, shoulder is where he wants to live. I don't know, this cat is now part parrot. He's part cat, part parrot, but there he is, me and Ray the Wonder Cat. Uh, if you don't know the story of Ray the Wonder Cat, my uh, wife was uh, leaving a family um, a family event one day, and there was construction near the house, uh, near where she was parked, and she heard a whooping and a hollering coming out of the dumpster. Like, That's it, very good, and thank you for the sound effect. And um, looked over, and crawling out was a less than one day old with his umbilical cord still attached cat. She brought the cat home, and now here he is, and he is a member of the family, a member of the team. Uh, we're actually gonna get him his own tax ID and get him incorporated real soon. He'll be in an LLC. Ray, the Wonder Cat. So uh, that catches you up on all the uh, stuff we need to do. That's all the legal, that's all the boilerplate. We got it all right there. It is Friday. So, uh, Friday, um, for some people, means the end of the week, for some people, it means the middle of the week. It just means, um, um, thank you, Linda, yes. He's fine right here, by the way. Ray's fine right here. So uh, when he's ready to go, he'll go. Um, (laughs) I don't know why. I'm not the one who feeds him. Shirley's the one who feeds him. But uh, somehow, there he goes. Uh, I think I'm the only man now in history to do a podcast with a uh, cat on his back. Some people, Sullivan, you come get him now. He's ready to hop down. Some people, and then when you come back up, stick your head in the Facebook frame one more time and say, bye, Sullivan. Bye, Sullivan. All right, very good. Thank you very much. It was Ray and Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen, an important part of the um, living on a thin line team. Um, (laughs) Kevin Roberts just put up, the bully is not the victim. Uh, Kevin Roberts, hello again, Colonel. I just talked to the board, and your Colonel C is still intact. Yes, thank you. Kevin Roberts, my good friend from uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, who happens to uh, bend a man who... um, uh, presided over Shirley and I's uh, wedding nuptials, Kevin Roberts, uh, and he is a colonel, as I am a colonel. Uh, has uh, threatened, by the way, since he was the one that um, recommended me into coloneldom. I am officially, I can be legally referred to as Colonel Visick, Colonel Visick, because I don't want to get into this because then, then stupid people make stupid jokes. So, uh, but I am a colonel. Uh, I was uh, brought in to the League of Extraordinary Colonels by one Kevin Roberts. He threatened my colonelcy if Arizona turns uh, red, and right now it appears that my uh, commission is intact. Although I must say, Colonel Roberts, and I will say, here and now, Colonel Roberts, as you sit in Detroit, Michigan, as you sit there, I must say that you, more than anyone, have known the yeoman's work, the above and beyond Call of Duty um, uh, yoke that I take it upon myself as I work to make my little community more aware of the positive of bludum, bluedom. So uh, regardless of this outcome, I do not think I should be stripped of my commission, uh, branded like Chuck Connors, and then each week I have to wander to a different town uh, with some uh, uh, kid who I don't really know and uh, get myself involved in that town's affairs and then almost fall in love with a girl, and the next week, whole different thing. I don't think that's how uh, TV shows used to go in those days. Shows like Branded or Route 66, each week they went to a different town, almost fell in love, got involved in a lot of problems, and went move, move on. I realized what all of those um, television characters from the 50s and 60s, who were in those episodic shows of that nature, what they were in was purgatory. So uh, I should not be cast, sir, into purgatory if on the outside, in slim chance, I do believe. Uh, the vote goes towards uh, 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 the uh, the president, who we dare not speak his name. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Well, there, there you go, right there. You heard it. You heard an echo of it there. All right. Um, so Friday for me, is it's the end of the week, but also I do a lot of different things too. And uh, we've had a full week. We've had uh, our good friend uh, and grandson. He's a friend and a grandson. He's my friend and my grandson. Uh, Sullivan with us all week, uh, going to school and doing a darn good job uh, here at the house as he was doing distance learning. Co- what because of the hoax? Um, um, today was actually my last. Lesson. Today was his last lesson. Yes, he's now graduated like a PhD from Harvard, no. and Monday he goes to work in a uh, machine shop. No, you're not going to work in a machine shop on Monday. You're not going to be. Uh, you're not going to take up the hammer and uh, and start roofing houses. No. no, what will happen on Monday? I'm going to tell you what's going on Monday. Then they go back to in-person learning. Right now they were doing uh, uh, COVID distance learning. Have all of you gotten so caught up in the election that for a moment you forgot about? You know, and what I mean is, um, I didn't forget about the virus. I'm going, See, it's not even really there. I forgot about it. Because we're reaching uh, incredible heights in confirmed cases now. Over 100,000, 120,000 a day in the United States. Hospitals filling up. But um, this time in our lives is so fraught with uncertainty. Fortunately, this country is so strong, and this country is uh, currently so rich, and its current country's uh, institutions, which I've often railed against, and thank God they were there for me to rail against, uh, have stayed so strong that it's, it has uh, withstood some withering beating withering beatings and right now we've got two monumental things going on which are of course a pandemic which is burning through this nation at a higher rate than almost any other nation in the world with no signs of abating and no real plan for causing it to decrease and a presidential election that seems to rival things we used to laugh about as we saw it in third world countries it's like Edie amin with blonde hair He's sitting in the White House right now going, I am president for life. So uh, what I'm doing to help things out, of course, is uh, going to JP's Comedy Club tonight, Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, two shows. <laughs> you got to laugh. You got to laugh or you'll cry. Uh, I will be at JP's Comedy Club tonight, two shows tonight, 7 and 9 p.m. I'm not the headliner. I'm stopping in to do some guest sets on my way to building out a whole new set. Your headliner tonight is, uh, uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm, I'm, it's fair to say it's a family favorite. I think Shirley will agree with me. Our, uh, the headliner of J.P.'s tonight is none other than uh, Mary Upchurch. Mary Upchurch is uh, one of the funniest ladies in the city, in the state, uh, I believe, in the country. Uh, she is headlining J.P.'s tonight and tomorrow night. If you're looking for uh, something to do, if you're going, we got to get out of the house, we got to do something, and you're in the Greater Gilbert area, and by Greater Gilbert, I mean all of the Mountain Time Zone, because you can still hop on a plane right now if you're in Salt Lake and fly down and catch a show. Hop on a plane. You can, If you're near Burbank right now, you can hop on a Southwest flight, be here, have dinner somewhere, and still catch the 7 o'clock show. How hip, slick, and cool would that be? LAX, Ontario, any of those. I don't know if you could do Albuquerque. Maybe. You could probably do Oklahoma City. It's an hour and a half flight. Hour and a half flight if you get on a plane now. any For most... Of the West. You could be here in time. So you were all in the greater Gilbert area and catch a very funny Mary Upchurch at JP's Comedy Club tonight. For our information and tickets, go to jpscomedyclub.com. Featured act is one who, um, I'm going to say this, I'm, I'm going to cause a little trouble, Cheryl. Okay, you don't have to, and Cheryl is the producer, and, and we're not, she, she responds, but she doesn't. But uh, the feature act is someone who I like, who I think is funny. But who she likes more and she thinks is funnier. And do you, who do you think that is? Josh Graves. Josh Graves. So Josh Graves is the feature act actor. I, now, I love Josh Graves. Not the way, you know, I would have just me and him on an island our entire lives. Okay. But um, uh, he's a great guy. And I always thought he was funny. But his champion in the local Phoenix comedy scene is uh, my wife and the producer of this show, Shirley. Shirley knows a lot about comedy because she makes all the videos for all the shows that we do. So she watches these people over and over and over again. And she's oftentimes told me, you should give this person a second look. I go, right. I saw him. She goes, no, you should give him a second look. It's always good to have someone like that in your corner. All right, and Josh Graves, you got that in your corner. Now, Josh Graves, go stand back in your corner. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, JP's Comedy Club, a great show tonight. Uh, The whole J.P.'s Comedy Club gang will be down there. Kevin Brown will be down hanging out, maybe doing a guest set. I don't know. Uh, Hey, Kevin Brown. uh, Josh Graves, Mary Upchurch, me, Jim Perry himself, uh, a host of uh, uh, other artists as well. These are packed out shows, 100-seat room, only selling 50 tickets right now. Okay, you don't have to worry about getting drunk because we don't have our liquor license yet. Okay, but you can catch a great hour and a half show and have a really good time. And it's important that we have a little fun in this world today. Safe, socially distanced with masks, JPSComedyClub.com. So that's what I'm doing to deal with uh, uh, some of the uh, weirdness and anxiety. Uh, I won't get into it in great detail here, but I will mention it because I know members of the uh, Living on a Thin Line family want to know. Uh, As you know, I was in uh, some weirdly, hotly contested... uh, election for uh, to be on the board of directors of my homeowner's association. Um, one that at the outset of this, uh, at the end of my term here, I was seriously considering not running far because I got other things to do. But I love this community and I love the people in this community. And I've been here for 15 years. I'm like one of the old timers here now. Um, I have been retained. I have been retained and will uh, serve at least one more year. On the uh, board of directors for the Maricopa Meadows Homeowner Association, and I'm gonna do it with pride and it's gonna be fun. I don't know how to describe to you this, but I said to someone at one time I lived on Hollywood Boulevard and I partied with Ozzy Osbourne's touring bass player. I knew some of the major stars of our time and hung out with them. I did television. And now I live in a community where I go over and I talk to landscapers about drainage and how to improve it. And by the way, it's just as cool to me, to my idea, it's just as cool. What a long, strange trip it's been. So uh, my hope for you is that one day uh, you uh, have to deal with your own drainage. So, <laughs> Hey man, he's talking about my drainage. Let's get to the stuff, shall we? What have I got in here for you to look at uh, today? Wait, how much time do I have? All right, okay. Uh, By the way, they're still counting. Here's something I noticed. The cities we're waiting on, the cities that can really make a difference right now in the election are uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia, uh, and of course Detroit has already come in. Atlanta, Detroit, and Philadelphia. Detroit already in Michigan and has gone Biden. So here's a thought for you. In basketball, the West, the Western Conference is the king of the NBA. But in the United States, it's the Eastern Conference that's going to save the country. (laughs) All Eastern Conference teams. All Eastern Conference teams. All of them. All of them. Okay? Everybody knew California was going to go. All right. So what? All right. If we go, if uh, Phoenix goes, we got the Phoenix Suns, so uh, we're a Western Conference team. So maybe... You know, maybe we're part of it. But Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, uh, a great guy named Art Mobley, who I've met a few times, uh, one time a uh, multi-radio station owner guy here in Phoenix and a uh, Facebook friend. Brilliant guy with a storied history. I kind of mentioned that on his Facebook page when he pointed out the cities that are saving the country. We, who believe that Joe Biden should be president of the United States, and that's more people than have ever voted for anyone for president of the United States, Owe a deep debt of gratitude to the African-American community in this country, because it will be a predominantly African-American city, Philadelphia, and it will be a predominantly African-American or a city with a significant uh, African-American population, Atlanta, and a city with a significant population, Detroit, that will help put him over the top. So I think that's pretty cool. Who said afternoon Tony? I'm trying to get my, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Daniel Wayne. Hey, Daniel, how are you? I hope you're feeling better. Um, Kevin Brown says, uh, really, Tony, that's great news. Uh, thank you I'm being retained. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Daniel Wayne says he feels bad for Kanye. Um, I. Uh, you know what? When it comes to rappers, I think that Orange Juice Jones had more talent than Kanye. Orange Juice Jones. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Look him up. Hey, let's talk about the uh, uh, the stuff. I got something here for you. And uh, how much do I take care of it? It's in, a man- it's in a plain manila envelope. A plain wrapper. Ooh, look at that. Be. That sounds so dirty. That sound- All right, here we got right here. Okay, uh, you talk about what forms your uh, sense of humor, what forms the American sense of humor. We talk about that a lot. This is, ladies and gentlemen, from 1958. From 1958, a copy of the one, the only, Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine, Mad Magazine, before National Lampoon, before Saturday Night Live, uh, before George Carlin, before Richard Pryor, was um, uh, one of the most subversive, bizarre, artistic, creative, funny endeavors ever put together in the history of American humor, uh, the detail that they went into in creating these things, all the way from uh, fake advertisements to uh, MAD's, uh, MT, M- MVTBA awards, most valuable television baseball actors awards, uh, was just a little thing. Um, I, it won't even it won't even make any sense to you, but um, there. Look at that. That is good stuff. Where what it was was a, a fake award show for baseball players who overacted to achieve a result on uh, on a stage. Uh, I'm trying to look and see if there's anybody here we would remember. Um, uh, no. All right, we'll go with this. So they showed this guy here, okay, to uh, Hazy Jingo of St. Louis for the best performance as a player during the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner before the game on July 28th when he shuffled his feet 44 times, shattering the old mark of 38, kicked the ground 27 times, four better than the old record, and launched his gum from one side of his mouth to the other 19 times when he wasn't even chewing gum at the time. So this is the kind of satire that Mad Magazine did. Spy versus spy, so many other things, so many great artists. This one's from its heyday, late 50s all the way into the late 60s. Mad Magazine, uh, Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry. Uh, Most likely after Charlie Chaplin, as far as avatars, as far as a a silhouette or a um, picture of a person that you see that everybody would immediately recognize when it comes to comedy. After Charlie Chaplin, probably Alfred E. Newman, the What Me Worry guy. So uh, if you ever get a chance to find an old Mad Magazine, if you're in a shop or a store someplace, especially from the 50s or 60s, pick it up and read it. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. But it helped so much shape the generation that went on to create uh, uh, National Lampoon, went on to create Saturday Night Live, went on to become the uh, counterculture uh, stand-up comics who gave birth to the stand-up comedy boom in America, to all the people that were writing television, the Larry Davids of the world, uh, Chuck Lorry's of the world. Mad Magazine played an important part in uh, their, uh, their creation. So I thought I'd share with you today. Uh, Daniel Wayne is impressed by my uh, Mad Magazine. So let's get to the music. If nobody has any comments on uh, Mad Magazine, you're all familiar with it. But I wonder when was the last time any of you ever picked one up, an old one, and read it from end to end and realized the detail they went into. The detail they went into. No? Nope? Okay, fine. All right, fine, it's Friday. It's Friday. If you don't want to talk, look, if you don't want to talk to me now, ladies and gentlemen, I get it. I get it. It's Friday. You're a little stressed out. You still got the election going on in the background. You don't know how it's going to go. Uh, there's a pandemic. You don't want to talk to me right now. So if you don't want to talk to me right now, come on down to JP's Comedy Club tonight for two shows, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Come down and say hi. We'll both mask it up and uh, touch elbows. Come on down with me and we will jaw six foot apart, mask the mask, and then we'll touch elbows. All right. Um, Daniel Wayne would so still do they still print it? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll look into it. Is anybody out there in, uh, living on a thin line land now? Do they still print uh, Mad Magazine? Uh, they did up until a few years ago. I know that. Okay, let's get to the music. Uh, we always recommend one artist uh, or one piece of music from our vast vinyl album collection. Oftentimes someone obscure that I hope to introduce you to or remind you that you loved Sometimes someone bigger. Uh, we're going to go with an offbeat song with someone who's not obscure to a baby boom generation. Uh, and there she is, Pearl, God Lover, Miss Janice Joplin, Miss Janice Joplin. So there she is right there, okay? Janice Joplin, who was the uh, Edda Fitzgerald, who was the Billie Holiday of our generation, a woman who uh, uh, whose primal scream spoke more, than A Million Words by the Best Poets. Uh, Just stunning. Uh, Here on Full Tilt Boogie with Janis Joplin, she had a new band. She had left Big Brother and the Holding Company, and uh, the stories are murky as to why. Uh, Janis, of course, had a terrible drinking problem, Uh, was horrifically prone to suggestion because of her incredible desire just to be liked and loved. Uh, And I'm not saying that to put her down. These were the problems in her life. So was she pulled away from... uh, Uh, the band that had helped launch her uh, and then put with this band uh, because it was best for her career or was it someone else's financial gain? I'll never know. Uh, By the way, a great band, by the way. Richard Bell, John Till, Ken Pearson, Chuck Pearson, Brad Campbell. Um, Here were the songs on this album. Move Over, Cry Baby, A Woman Left Lonely, Half Moon, Buried Alive in the Blues, My Baby, me and Bobby McGee, Mercedes-Benz, Trust Me, and Get It While You Can. I almost want to recommend, of course, Me and Bobby McGee. That is the song that transcended country pop, rock, age, old people when it came out. There's sometimes a song comes out and after a few years, it becomes a popular across the board. This song was loved by hardcore leftists protesting wars all the way up to uh, old uh, old folks in geriatric wards, right, left, everybody loved the myth and the story behind me and Bobby McGee, written, of course, by the incomparable Chris Christopherson. But that's not the one I'm going to recommend from here. You guys all know that. I'm going to recommend Get It While You Can. Get it while you can. There's going to be a reason why. And you talk about a song that comes from the gut, that comes from deep down inside and boils up. This is an incredible piece of uh, pop, blues, uh, jazzy rock. Written by, that's why I want to get to this, Jerry Ragavoy. Okay? Jerry Ragavoy also wrote Cry Baby. Jerry Ragavoy is an unheralded man in the world of American pop music, rock music. Jerry Ragavoy was a writer, he was a producer. He originally wrote Cry Baby, which became be a hit for uh, Janis Joplin for a guy named Garrett Sims. But he also wrote Stop. For the James Gang. He also wrote, uh, and I just pulled up a list here of his songs, and he died in 2011. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about him in a little bit. Uh, I just want to pull up his songs here, because um, here we go, here we go, here we go. You're going to love this. Uh, he, wrote, um, he wrote Cry Baby. He wrote uh, Eight Days on a Road, which was done by a guy named Howard Tate. And then by Aretha Franklin and Foghat. If you're a Foghat fan, you know that song. Uh, Either Side of the Same Town by Elvis Costello. Get It While You Can by Janis Joplin. Uh, Girl Happy for Elvis Presley. All right. Uh, Let's see what else they got here. uh, It's Bid My My Baby, which was done by uh, 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 Janis Joplin. And uh, Pada Pada by Miram M- Babaka, Peace of My Heart, originally written for Irma Franklin, but also done by Big Brother and the Holding Company. Um, stay With Me. Of course, Stop, which is done by the James Gang. Uh, bu- 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 and the last thing that was uh, of any note to him was by Diana Ross. You got it. But just Peace of My Heart, just Peace of My Heart Alone, and uh, My Baby, You know, and uh, uh, then then he he wrote for Janis Joplin and Janis Joplin and Elvis Presley that they both uh, recorded his stuff. Uh, I think that uh, Jerry Ragavoy, who wrote uh, one of the iconic 70s rock songs, Stop, and also wrote Cry Baby, deserves our attention. You might want to check him out. So that's why off of Pearl, which uh, came out posthumously for Miss Joplin, she had already gone. When the album came out, they gave her her greatest fame, her greatest success. Um, uh, and, of course, I'm a big Chris Christopherson fan like nobody's business. And me and Bobby McGee is, actually has is launched writers. People listen to that song and go, all right, I got to be a novelist. It's one of those type of songs. But I thought it'd be best if we mentioned one of the uh, equally great but lesser known songs and also then be able to talk about a legendary singer-songwriter who very few know, but now you know a little bit more about Jerry Ragavoy. You know a little bit more about Janis Joplin. We know a little bit more about Mad Magazine. We know a little bit more than we did 30 minutes ago. Now I'm going to turn my TV and see if I know a little bit more about who's going to be running this joint uh, for the next four years. Uh, I'll be back with you Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Thank you for watching. This is Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visigan. Now, ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye.